Welcome to The Howler, your weekly look into the state of Wolfpack Athletics. Now let's go to your hosts, Ethan Barry and Madison Bell. Welcome into another edition of The Howler, Ethan Barry and Madison Bell alongside you once again. Just a heads up, Madison is eating Bojangles right now while we talk. So. Why did you call me out like that? Because if people can hear you eating Bojangles, I don't want them I want them to know what's going on. I'm embarrassed. Well, first we're gonna you got some time to eat because we're gonna go ahead and start with an interview with Matt Hartle, captain of the club basketball team. And now we are pleased to have Matt Hartle, president of the NC State Club basketball team on the Howler. Matt, how are you doing this evening? Good. How are you, Ethan? I'm doing pretty well, so we just wanted to get a little uh catch up on the club basketball team so far. Um so can you talk to me a little bit about your uh your the f- team's fall semester and how you guys did yeah um so for the fall we um went to three tournaments we uh we hosted a tournament here at state and we also went to a tournament see as well um so our club is divided into two teams which is kind of unlike a lot of other clubs um we just had we had a lot of guys that were you know interested in coming out and playing for our our club this year Uh, we had about 85 guys at tryouts and we decided to have two days of tryouts i think it was at the beginning of september gotcha so with that amount of people that showed up for tryouts we figured that having two teams uh would be the best case scenario. So we have two very competitive teams. Uh, one of them has 10 players and the other one has 11. Um, we started off last semester by um, just having exhibition games. We play teams like Ridgeview Prep, which is a prep school for players that are um, looking to get an extra year after high school before they go off to get a, a right. college scholarship. Um, and we actually played each other at the very beginning of the year. Um, we also hosted a tournament and went to UNC in early November. Gotcha. So you talk about going on the road and hosting tournaments. Do you prefer um, Do you prefer going on the road or do you prefer staying at home? And what are some of the advantages and disadvantages of each of those? Uh, yeah, like you said, there's some pros and cons for each. Like this past weekend, we had our first tournament in the spring semester. Um, and we got to go to Coastal Carolina, which was cool for me. Um, being an out-of-state guy from, from Maine, I've never been to Coastal Carolina. So there were a couple other guys on our team that were excited to be in Myrtle Beach. Um, so we were we basically planned a weekend trip where we got a couple condos on the beach uh, and made a whole weekend out of it. So that can be fun to do sometimes. Um, but hopefully on having the ability to have uh, a lot more parents of the players come to watch their kids play who probably haven't seen them play since their high school days. Um, And then obviously our friends here at NC State, it's good to see them come out and support us as well. I'll tell you what, uh, the beach in uh, January sounds pretty great down in Myrtle. (laughs) Yeah, we lucked out too with the weather this weekend. Yeah, it was pretty great weather. So how did you guys do this weekend? Uh. We did all right this weekend, so I didn't expect much coming off of the winter break holiday where we didn't practice at all. 
Um, and then obviously last week we got snowed out um, for our practice too. So, but we, uh, my team, which is we divide the two teams into Team Wolf and Team Pack. So my right. team is te- that I play on is Team Wolf, um, and we made it to the quarterfinals of the eleven team tournament. Um, we ended up losing to UNC Pembroke and finished the tournament two and two. Um, the other team, Team Pack, they finished pool play, which the tournaments are divided into pool play on Saturdays, and then they have like a single elimination tournament on Sunday. They finished pool play one and one, and then won their first two games of the tournament and made it to the semifinals, but ran into a tough UNC Pembroke team again and lost to them. So unfortunately, both teams got eliminated by Pembroke, but um, it was a it was a pretty successful weekend overall. Yeah, it definitely sounds like a good weekend. So where are you guys headed? Uh, you know, what's your next tournament and what's your ultimate goal of this uh, club basketball season? Yeah, so like I was telling you before, we uh, we have a busier spring. We tend to have a busier spring than fall with club basketball. I think it's mostly because a lot of uh, schools try to schedule around uh, the football season in the fall. So. Right there's a lot, a lot less tournaments in the fall, but so this spring we are planning to go to a regional tournament, uh, February 16th, 17th and 18th. And, um, it's actually in college park, Maryland at the university of Maryland. So we're looking forward to that. It's only about four and a half hours away from us. Um, if we were to win that tournament, if either team was to win that tournament, we would get free admission into the national tournament, at Ohio State, which actually a fun fact about the national tournament is that NC State used to host it up until about 2011. Really? They hosted it for like 10 to 15 years. Yeah, we had it right at Carmichael. um, And 30-plus teams from both men's and women's club basketball would come to that and compete. Wow. So that tournament is now at Ohio State, and it's in the last weekend of April. So if we were to win that regional tournament, we'd get free admission to the Ohio State tournament. But if we weren't to win, you could also just pay your way to Ohio State. So we're also planning on going to Ohio State then. Um, And then lastly, our tournament that we're going to host this year, we've been hosting a fall and a spring tournament over the last couple of years. And our spring tournament is March 17th and 18th. And then we'll go to UNC the weekend after that, March 24th and 25th. Gotcha. So how do you feel? How do you feel like both teams this year? Because haven't you guys had two teams, you know, for a couple of years now? Yeah, we've had two two teams for a couple of years. Uh, they had one team my freshman year. I'm a senior now, um, but ever since two teams, and it's really been the route to go. Um, NC State has a lot of players who played in high school that are still looking to, you know, represent something and be competitive still, but may not be able to play at that um, varsity level. So the two teams are very competitive, very competitive with each other, practices every day, you know, mixing teams when we scrimmage and stuff, it gets very competitive. Um, So I think going forward, we'll have a great chance to be competitive in like those regional tournaments, like I was saying before. So I'm excited to see what this semester has to bring. So how do you feel like these two teams this year match up against, you know, the teams that you guys have had in previous years? 
yeah, just, so just at NC teams, State, I mean. Yeah, teams in the past years, we've had some really good teams. In 2010, um, when we were still hosting that national championship, they actually won the national championship. Really? So, and yeah, you can see that right on our Twitter. Um, it's at NCSU Club B-Ball, if you want to follow it. And um, in the past, so last year we had a play or two years ago we had a player named Tucker Thompson who some people will um, recognize him as he actually walked on to the team to the varsity team yep. from the club team and then we also had a player last year named Chase Cannon who was on the varsity team and decided to come to graduate school here and he ended up just playing club basketball his graduate school year so the teams in the past have have been very competitive and this year we don't have any you know individual players that are of that caliber really but i think this year is probably one of our deeper years that we've ever had as the 10 players on my team and the 11 players on the other team all get a lot of playing time and can be competitive in these tournaments so i'm I'm excited to see what we have to what's in store that's good to hear and how do you feel like you stack up against you know teams headed into regionals and what do you think you guys need to improve on most yeah so um i think consistency is a big thing that um we need to improve on you know get getting in the gym once a week for practice is is really not enough for both our teams um so taking advantage of this semester with five-on-five intramurals at state um, and just more pickup games and, you know, getting back in shape from the long winter break will be big for us. But there there are other teams like that UNC Pembroke team we played this last uh, weekend is probably one of the stronger teams. And both of our teams um, lost to Pembroke within single digits. So, you, you know, we're, we're really right there. But I think with more – you know, court time for all the players and playing together and figuring each other's games out. Um, we'll be fine going forward. Yeah, and you guys said you had a uh, spring tournament. Is that correct? Yep. That you have uh, March seventeenth. Yeah, it's March seventeenth and eighteenth. Be sure to check that out. March seventeenth and eighteenth at Carmichael Gymnasium. Correct. Correct. Yep. It'll be on the lower courts. The women's tournament is actually going to be the same weekend too. So we'll have. I think six or seven of those lower courts reserved for, for just tournament games, and they'll be going all day, Saturday and Sunday. So it'll be a great thing for NC State students to check out. Yeah, definitely would recommend that. We look forward to seeing how the club basketball team does the rest of the way. Matt, thanks for joining us here on The Howler. Yeah, Ethan, thank you very much. Anytime. want to thank Matt Hartle for joining us here on The Howler. Good little update on the club basketball team, and uh, we'll look forward to seeing out how they finished the season. Now we can talk about some uh, some varsity basketball, I guess, Ooh. as the kids call it today. Um, State lost a heartbreaker yesterday. Yeah. Um, I mean, look, it's tough to complain about State's offense right now. The defense isn't good. It's just not. And Miami had their best offensive game of the year, I would say. You know, guys who've struggled all year mm-hmm. just had their best game of the year. They shot well from three, which they haven't done. They're the worst shooting team in the ACC. And uh, sometimes it happens. 
defense has to be better, I think, at the end of the day. Um, to be completely honest with you, I felt like they never missed anything. Yeah, they – And it was just like, they're going to go cold, right? Like, it was just like – I was waiting for that, too, because State kept coming. I was sitting there coming. waiting, and I was like, they're going to go cold. And, like – State kept coming and coming, and then Miami would hit another three. Yes. Like, they wouldn't miss. But, like – When State when State would get on a 4-0, 6-0 run, Miami would answer right back. I will say that it was very comforting to see – this team fight until the clock ran out. Yeah. Like, until I mean, the clock hit zero. That is Most a- NC State teams have always done that. I don't necessarily know that they did it last year. But, I mean, other than that, you disagree. But, I mean, I, all right. I definitely agree with you this year. State certainly fights to the end. And, you know, back to the defense. Can't complain about the offense. Amir Yurtsevin has turned into a monster. Um, but it's just at this point, it's becoming so fun to watch your seven play. Yeah. Because it's like, what's he going to do? Like, what's he going to do this trip down the court? You know? Right. On both, like on both ends, pretty much. I mean, and he's turned himself into a first team all ACC player. Yes. I want to say he's averaging like 20 a game in the ACC. And that was with a six point performance against Virginia. Shocking. He was only called for what one foul in the first half. Yeah, don't tell the refs. We, I could, I could talk about the refs for an hour. They're terrible. That timeout call was awful. I have a theory. Actually, my my dad has a theory. Shout out my dad. But that since Omir is playing so well, he's getting some respect on his name, and they're not yeah. calling him for stupid things because That's they true. want to see him play. I just And to some extent, I think that is probably true. Yeah, maybe. I, I just couldn't get over against Wake Forest. They had a guy who was as big or bigger than Omir. And he would go straight up every time. And they like they never they didn't call him for fouls. It was like Omir has literally been in foul trouble every single game he's played here, except for like the last handful. And to see that Wake Forest guy do exactly what Amir does and not get called for fouls was just amazing. But, you know, whatever. State's 3-4 and four now on the year. That Wake Forest game was ugly. <laughs> I think I called it a puke fest. But uh, State finished at the end and uh, got the win, which is what counts, really. And, um, you know, it's good. I mean, the young guys are leading the team. I mean, right now the four best players on the team are Omir, Markel, Braxton Beverly. You probably throw Torn Dorn in there. So four of the five best players are Omir, Braxton Beverly, LeVar Bats, and Markel Johnson. And look, if State can get anything out of Abdul Malik Abu or Al Freeman, Al Freeman played pretty well yesterday. He had 13 points yesterday. Yeah, he was better. But I want him to succeed. Yeah, I, I do want too. him to do well. Like it's gotten to the point now where I think everybody has gone through that point. It they still might be there that it's frustrating. Because you like, know it's he's frustrating. Good. You can yeah. see that he's good enough. And it's just like these shots that he was hitting at the beginning of the season for whatever reason he's just cold right now. Well, he's been cold all year. Yeah, I think. but like I was frustrated at first, and I was like this is stupid, like, what is his problem? And now, like, I'm sort of getting to that area where it's like, I feel bad for him, man, and I want him to do well. 
and I want him to start hitting the well, shots. Well, he was like a 40% three-point shooter at Baylor, and he just – I don't know. I mean, maybe it's because he's playing more minutes a game. It just – it doesn't make sense to me. But if he starts – you know, if he turns into the shooter that he was at Baylor, State's going to be a problem. State already is a problem. But State's going to become a legit, you know, threat to win some games in March. Um, but I don't know. I mean, speaking of March – State went, what, 1-1 one one this week? What are your thoughts on, you know, State's chances at the NCAA tournament? If <coughs> Excuse me. If we continue how the season's going, slow with Chapel Hill, win at home against Chapel Hill. Yeah. Win all the games that we're supposed to win. Well, you could make an argument. If you look at the schedule, there's probably five or six games that State should win. You've got Georgia Tech, Wake Forest, um, Notre Dame at home. I would argue State should win that game. Uh, Pittsburgh on Wednesday is just an absolute must win. State cannot lose that game. Virginia Tech, I mean, well, Florida State. <laughs> Florida State. I mean, there's like – you start looking at the games that State should win, and and if the State wins all those games, then they're creeping in NCAA tournament territory. I don't think there's a game left that State can't win. Bubble team. Yeah, but are because you thinking right side of bubble or wrong side of bubble? Because at this point, it's clear State's going to be a bubble team. I don't think there's any doubt about that. I... I don't like doing this. You know I don't like doing this. You make me do this every I single think, time. I think State's going to end up being on the right side of the bubble. but I'm going to s- I'll tell you what would have been really nice. State beating Northern Iowa and facing Arizona instead of Tennessee. Not to say ten- like Tennessee's a good team. And um, you know, they'll end up like they're not a bad loss. But Villanova is the number 1 team in the country right now. So playing them instead of Tennessee, who's a fringe top 25 team, would have boosted State's non-conference strength in the schedule, even just a little bit. Because the non-conference schedule was bad. It was not good. And uh, that's really that's really what's holding State back right now, I would say. I mean, if you're going 10-3 and three against even a halfway decent, a middle-of-the-road non-conference schedule, then you're fine. But... That non-conference schedule was bad, and that's really State's biggest uh, roadblock, I would say, right now. But, I mean, I was going through the schedule today, writing an article for the technician, and State has five more home games left. Florida State. Only five? Florida State, Boston College, Notre Dame, Chapel Hill, and Louisville. Excuse me while I sit over here and cry because nostalgia's kicking in. Okay, so if State can go 4-1 and one in those games, right? Florida State, Boston College, Notre Dame, Chapel Hill, Louisville. State can go four and one in those games. Should go four and one in those games. That gets you to seven wins. You've got to win road games to get to the tournament anyway, because State doesn't have a road win right now. You've got road games. Chapel Hill, obviously. Pittsburgh. That should be that should be an an automatic win. And then you've got um, Georgia Tech, Wake Forest on the road. You can split those two games. That's not asking too much, I don't think. 
then you've then you've got your nine ACC wins and you should be in the tournament. And there's like there's another road game. Obviously, you could beat both Georgia Tech and Wake Forest, or you could beat Virginia Tech too. That puts you at eleven and seven in the ACC, and then you're an absolute lock for the tournament. So, I think it's there, and uh, State's been getting better. I think one thing that I keep going back to is State hasn't gotten blown out yet. <laughs> Okay, well, Notre Dame. excuse me, there was two games that State got blown out. But other than that, State lost by, what, five to Northern Iowa? Like six or seven to Tennessee? UNCG even was a five-point loss. Obviously, Notre Dame and – I was going to say, what's the worst loss? Notre Dame and Clemson. Home. Notre Dame and Clemson were obviously blowouts. But I think if you're looking at it, without Markel Johnson, Markel wouldn't have fixed those games, but you can use that as an excuse. And then you lost by, what, five to Miami? What was the other road game that we lost? Virginia? I guess we got we got blown out by Virginia, but State was within 10 in the second half. So my point being, State's been in. State, there's only three games that State has never been in. So yes. if you take that, that means State's probably going to be in these games the rest of the way. And so, you know, you can find a chance. And the schedule just gets a lot easier. I think that's the important thing to remember. State's... State's played six. State plays nine top 20 RPI teams right now. State has played six of those games already, and they've had a nice record, three and three. And those six out of those nine. So I don't know. I mean, I, I think State gets it done. Yes? Yeah. I'm going to go with it. Yes. Absolutely. How do you think State compares to the preseason expectations right now? <laughs> general, general, your preseason expectations and general preseason expectations. I think preseason expectations were that this team was going to be a flop because of the fact that it was a new coach. Mm -hmm. But if you had looked at... I think... <clears throat> there was a lot of there was supposed to be more senior like senior leadership and returning leadership this year. Yeah. Um I think that'll be a problem next year. I think it Yeah, it could be. It could potentially be a problem next year without Abu and Lenard and I mean Abu obviously is not performing as well as expected. Right now. So the state will have some leaders. I think Braxton Beverly is a very good leader, too. And, uh, you know. But I just think that it's exceeded expectations. Because I don't think anybody was expecting yeah. NC State to come out and compete at the level that they have. I mean, the losses against Virginia and Notre Dame, obviously. but Clemson. Clemson's a very good team. Yes. But nobody was expecting – Everybody everybody pretty much when we beat Arizona got really excited, and then Arizona started losing. Yeah. And then they were like, oh, so Arizona's really not that good. And then NC State continues to beat teams in the top 25. Takes down Duke, takes down Clemson. Has a bad loss at UVA, but. Well, it wasn't a bad loss. You just. Ex you lost. It's exceeding yeah, expectations. I would, I would agree. I think State has pretty much met preseason expectations at this point. Like, if State doesn't win another game, they've met expectations. Yes. Which I don't think will happen, obviously. 
Um, my Honestly, my expectations before the season were that this was an NCAA tournament team. I kind of changed my mind, I'd say about halfway through the non-conference schedule, um, and thought that they were going to be a little short of the tournament. But now after watching us beat Duke and beat Clemson, I've, I've kind of switched back to being on to thinking that we'll make the tournament. This team can definitely do some things. Yeah. And like Kevin I said, Keats can definitely do some things. Yeah. Like I said, if Al Freeman returns to his Baylor form. Is he a shapeshifter now? Then say it's going to be a real problem. But um, I guess we'll see what happens. guess so. State beats Pittsburgh on Wednesday. You agree? Agreed. And Chapel Hill on Saturday? No. Lost at Chapel Hill. I think that'll be a close game, though. I don't think cha I think Chapel Hill's overrated. They're overrated every year. Lost at Chapel Hill. I could make a very salty statement about Chapel Hill not actually being that good last year, but they won the national championship, so I won't. <laughs> I didn't. I was not impressed with them last year, but uh, whatever. They got some help from the zebras. I will say that. In pretty much every round. Not that I'm salty or anything. Um, anything else on basketball? Anybody you want to point out or anything? Amir should keep doing his thing. Yeah. I, look, I think he's a first-round pick at this point. He is Because what I think very much playing that way. A lot of people don't – a lot of people just thought that, you know, based on how Amir played last year, that there was no way he'd get drafted, so people weren't sure what he was doing testing the draft but listen the NBA is all about potential they just draft you based on potential and Amir has a ton of it and he's starting to realize it and it, there was a chance that Amir would be a first round pick last year I don't think people realize that there was talk of the San Antonio Spurs were going to pick him at number 29 in the draft interesting that didn't happen so if you think there was a chance of him getting drafted by the Spurs last year the based on what he's done this year, there's no absolutely no chance he gets past the Spurs, it's right? Wouldn't basic logic, wouldn't that be basic logic right there? There's no chance he gets past the Spurs. Yep. And look, centers are at a premium, and Amir fits this the NBA style. Yep, he sure does. And um, look, if he plays, if he keeps up what he's doing right now for the rest of the season, I think he'll be a lottery pick. That's my uh, bold take. If he simmers back down to earth a little bit, he'll still be a first-round pick. But I think at at the rate he's going. Would he, you like to say I told you so to any of the, Omir, the previous pick. Omir haters? I'm sure everybody no, loves Omir now. No, because a lot of those people are still Omir haters, and I don't get it. So I don't have time for those people in my life. I'm getting rid of all the negativity. <laughs> <coughs> Anything else? I don't think so. One thing I wanted to do, thought it would be a pretty fun discussion, was uh, I want to think of any other NC State topics we have first. I can't think of anything. <laughs> NC State released some future football opponents for kids that aren't even born yet, so that's fun. Well, technically, <laughs> this year's schedule is for some kids that haven't even been born yet. Okay, I don't need that. <laughs> um, I okay. I'll, I'll just say this about football schedules. 
I get that a lot goes into preparing football schedules, but why are you scheduling games? I know this is just how it's done, but why is it done this way? Why are you scheduling games 15 years out? Because as important as your non-conference schedule is to get into the playoff, why don't you schedule before so you know whether or not that team is going to be good? Look, if NC State's a national championship contender in 2031 when we're playing BYU, what if BYU is terrible? Like, you know, like we're scheduling them 15 years out. We think, oh, they might be a decent team. There's no way to know that. But that's, I mean, does Alabama do that? Everybody does that. So, at that point, like, I'm I'm not me, I'm not saying that state shouldn't do it because everybody does it. So obviously, there's some reasoning. Because people like Alabama, who had Alabama scheduled 15 years ago, are now in the best place ever because they're playing Alabama. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, yeah, they're probably gonna lose, but like they're playing last season's national champion. So like they have that team on their schedule. So yeah. it's a ri- like it's a risk that you 50, take. Like it's fifty it just doesn't make sense to me. I think in basketball they do it the summer before. Like state didn't have their schedule in July and the season started in November. Call but up Annabelle, ask her about it. I will. <laughs> but like it's like that's my point. It's not just an N C State thing. It's a like it's a it's a national thing. Everybody does it. It's just whatever. The risk you take, man. That's my rant of the day. It's All the right. Business. Unpopular sports opinion. Doesn't have to do with NC State. I'll start with mine. Okay. Mine is that I want to see LeBron on the Warriors for one year. I know a lot of people, <laughs> like there's been a lot of talk about LeBron leaving Cleveland. And maybe he will, maybe he won't. But I want to see LeBron on the Warriors They're next gonna year. They're going to burn his jerseys again? I don't, I don't care. They probably won't because he won the finals. But I want to see LeBron on the Warriors. I want to know how good – I want to see how good that team would be. I mean, they'd be the best team of all time, no doubt. How many games would they lose? Five? Two. Two? <laughs> I mean, could they go 82-0? and 0? Mm. That would be insane. Oh, I'm just saying. That would be insane. I'm just saying. I want to see that for one year. I do. But, I don't know, you, you don't have any thoughts other than that would be insane? I there mean, obviously would be some very angry people. O- obviously, they'd win the NBA championship, but I just want to see a team that would be that good. It's, it's, nev- it's never going to happen. No, I, not, I know it's not going to happen. LeBron wouldn't do it, and he's right for not wanting to do it. But I still think it would be fun to see as a sports fan. That's my point. No. You don't want to see it? I mean, like, it would be cool, but where, like, where's the competition? Like, you know There's no competition as it is now. The Warriors are better than everybody else. Okay, so. So, like, the Warriors are going to win. The Warriors are going to beat the Rockets in probably six games and then go and beat maybe the Cavs. Who knows if they're even going to make it. And they're going to beat the Celtics or the Cavs in four games. I mean, it's not going to. Like, that's boring. I'd rather see – I would rather see them put LeBron on their team and win NBA Finals games by 50 points. Interesting. What's your unpopular sports opinion? <laughs> Speaking of LeBron, <laughs> LeBron's better than Michael Jordan. Yeah? 
Yes. First of all. I agree with you. Thanks. First of all, I just want to put this story in there because I was watching 30 for 30 the other night. Um, about Nike and Adidas. Basically the birth of Nike and Adidas starting with high schoolers and moving on to colleges and mm-hmm. Nike signing Michael Jordan. Yeah. Um. So in the 30 for 30, th- there's a point to this, I promise. <laughs> in the 30 for 30, obviously they made Michael Jordan his first shoe. It was red, white, and black. And the lovely UNC basketball player tells the Nike shoe creator that he will not wear red, white, and black shoes because those are the devil's colors. (laughs) Go pack, right? Go pack. pack. So, I just thought that was funny. I just had to throw that in there. It's funny. Oh, I thought there was more to the story. I guess I was confused the first time you told it to me. Interesting. I'll tell you oh, what. Oh, but he said he said he wants like he was like I want to wear Carolina blue shoes. Yeah. And the creator was like, mm, "Well, you can tell the owner of the Bulls that you want to do that, but you're going to be wearing red, white, and black." So it's just funny. Michael Jordan thought we were the devil. I'll tell you what. Well, you can get back to your unpopular sports opinion in a few minutes. I guess this will also be an unpopular sports opinion. I think that if NC State was a top annual perennial top 10 team i think the nc state unc rivalry would be bigger than the unc duke rivalry i think the unc duke rivalry is way overrated anyway interesting that should have been your unpopular sports opinion i think lebron on the warriors is better unpopular opinion okay so obviously it's hard to compare the two because they didn't cross paths at all but statistically LeBron is better than Michael Jordan in almost every category. Mm-hmm. So. It's important to know. Michael Jordan took, was it like two, three, may, or maybe it was just one. He took a couple seasons off, I want to say, to go play baseball. He definitely went to play baseball during the prime of his career. I can't remember how many years it was. LeBron has officially played in more games than Michael Jordan officially official but as far as like three-point shooting like shooting threes LeBron attempts more a game he attempts more a game or he makes more games. he attempts more a game and his percentage is higher <laughs> yeah I, that's surprising to me because I I always I mean I never watched Michael Jordan play but I always thought Michael Jordan was a good three-point shooter but I guess he was more of just like a jump shooter. Yeah. Two point. Yeah, he had more two point. A mid range. Yeah, he was more like definitely made more two point plays. But LeBron also has over 2,000 more assists than Michael Jordan did, Mm -hmm. which is insane. LeBron's a a point guard. And 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 Yeah, and like says a lot about the kind of player that LeBron is. Because everybody talks about how LeBron wants to help his team out. Yeah. Like, he makes everybody around him better. Michael Jordan was just kind of like, here I go. Like, watch. Yeah. Like, I'm going to do Jordan it. Michael also had Scottie Pippen, who was, you know, one of the best players of all time, too. Not one of the best, but probably top 50 is what I've heard people say. 
Obviously, LeBron had D-Wade, but I don't think I, – I, I don't know this. I don't think the D-Wade that LeBron played with in Miami was better than Scottie Pippen, but I may be wrong on that. But I think LeBron it's has just under 30,000 points. I think it's – yeah, he's going to hit it in the next and game he plays. Yeah, it's like he's like seven points away or something. Yeah. I just think <coughs> I, – I mean, I agree with you. I think a lot of people still make the argument because Michael Jordan won six championships. And so that, like, LeBron obviously has won, what, three? And he probably won't win another one at the rate he's going. Because, the, I mean, nobody's going to beat the Warriors. But I just – if I LeBron wants to win a championship, he's got to go to the Rockets at this point. But that's besides the point. I think that if LeBron was on a team as good as Michael Jordan was, I don't think there would be this discussion. Yeah. I mean, the Cavs are just – they have no idea what they're doing. Yeah. And they haven't had an idea what they're doing. They just lucked into getting it. Yep. And uh, – LeBron has 56 player of the weeks. 56. That's a lot. That's a whole year. Michael Jordan had 25. That's a whole year. That's a lot. Yeah. I agree. He's also had twice as many player of the months. He also didn't go to Chapel Hill. <laughs> I'm not saying that was part of my argument. But. Yeah. You know. Unpopular sports opinion. For some people. I, I agree with you. I mean, I definitely think. LeBron is just a monster. I think the biggest argument for. Like, Le I'm not a Cavs fan. Or yeah. really a LeBron fan. But LeBron is a monster. It's hard not to enjoy like, watching him play. Yeah, I like LeBron. I. King James. I just think that the best argument you can make for him being the best player of all time is Kevin Durant is the second best player in the world. And he left a good team to go team up with, like, the best team in the league. Like, the Warriors were the best team in the league before they signed Kevin Durant. The only way the Cavs beat the Warriors the first, the, what was it, two years ago, was because Steph Curry, like, Steph Curry was hurt, Draymond got suspended, and I think Iguodala was hurt. So, like, half of their half of their starting lineup was out. And Draymond was suspended for, I think it was just one game, but if he doesn't get suspended, they win that game. And... Durant doesn't go to the Warriors, but. So I guess I'm changing my argument to Michael Jordan is not the best player of all time. Yeah. LeBron is better. <laughs> yeah, like Durant, Durant, like think about adding one of the 10, 15 best players of all time to beat one player to the best team. Like, yeah. Already the best team in the league. Yep. I just think it's funny that the Warriors went from being a, um, the Warriors would have been a dynasty, I think. If they had won, if they had won, what was it, two years ago? If they had won the one that Cleveland won, they would have been a dynasty. Yeah. But instead of being a dynasty, they got Durant, and now they're going to, in my opinion, be the best team of all time when it's all said and done. That's my opinion. I miss the days when the NBA was competitive. When the finals were close. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. It might happen again when they all retire. Yeah. I'm hoping so. If they ever retire. <laughs> yeah, or if they just get old. Yep. Maybe they'll just keep playing and they'll still just be killing the game. <laughs> just be old. 44 year Running old around with canes out there. Yeah, playing with their kids. All right. <laughs> I think that's it. You got anything else? State's going one and one until we get back. I think state, state really just has to go one and one the rest of the way, in my opinion. Like I said. Ten... Ten wins would be a lock for the 
for us to make the tournament. Nine would be squarely on the bubble before the ACC tournament. Obviously, you win a game or two in the ACC tournament, then you're in. Eight wins, I think you need two tournament wins, would be my opinion. All right. Anything to add in on that? All right, that's going to do it for us on the Howler. Thank you for listening. Thank you, Matt Hurdle, for joining us from the club basketball team. We'll look to have another good interview next week. Thank you for listening to this week's edition of the Howler. Thanks for listening to The Howler, a service of PAC-TV. Find out more at go.ncsu.edu slash sports. 